This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 238. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On this bonus episode we go with a listener pick. I put a little poll up on the Facebook group page yesterday with three options for you guys to vote on. You guys settled with one of the classics. To be honest, all three choices were classic movies but you've picked The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. So that review will be coming up after the first break. Before we get to that, as always, let's catch up with where we are. This is your second to last episode for this week. Third episode in to the week. And it's been a pretty amazing week, if you ask me, and I do say so myself. We've had a ton of fun. Not only did we shove out two live contents directly from cast on the Facebook group page, that being a little mixtape volume 4 on Tuesday and a watch along of City of the Living Dead on Thursday. You also got the tried and true episodes on Monday and Thursday as well. So yeah, it's been it's been a productive week for this guy and uh, we'll be moving into another productive week once we get through tomorrow's episode, which is Hide and Go Shriek as part of the... Uh, 88 Films Slasher Classic Collection. I want to say it's disc number 26. I think that's how high we are up in that collection now, which is mind-boggling, but there we go. So yeah, that's what we'll be putting out tomorrow for Sunday. And then on Monday, we'll be kicking things off at the start of the week with something kind of fun. It's another Russian Roulette franchise retrospective kicking off. This time, we are looking at the Phantasm franchise. It'll be running the entire month of April and we'll be kicking off with the very first movie and my guest, The Witch from Australia, who will be joining me to discuss that movie. So that episode will be out on Monday for all y'all out there. You will be getting, of course, four episodes um, this week coming. So strap yourself in. I don't know what I'm doing with them yet. Uh, Generally, where I'd be like, I'm off to see a new horror movie. Let's review it. We're not really getting them because cinemas are closed. So it's kind of forcing me to look at my collection or come up with more creative solutions on what we can actually do for episodes. So we will see where those land. On Sunday, though, as of tomorrow, you will get the next instalment of our um, Where to Begin with Giallo series. We're looking at Blood and Black Lace, which is the second movie in the 10 that we will be covering, plus we'll be doing some listener feedback for the previous selection, which is The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. So there you go. Okay, dokie, ladies and gents, let's just get into this. I'm going to take a short break. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. And when we return, we'll be discussing that movie right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? 
Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight. The new podcast cure all, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of They must be destroyed on sight as needed and let the hosts Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host cure what ails you. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Sergeant Christ and Saints are out of fashion. Satan's all the rage these days. Listen, boy, you keep getting on my nerves, and I'm going to give you another kind of house to look after. One with lots of bars in the windows. We'd better reinforce that door. Take the lamp. I can just imagine the sergeant's face when he finds out message for you. Look, I know it sounds silly, but is it possible? I mean, could a film fail to catch an image for any reason? Well, a ghost, maybe. Welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. Um, or a movie which goes by, I want to say it's like over 10 different titles. 
to this one. If you're out with the UK, probably in the States, you will know this movie is Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. Um, but yeah, it goes by a myriad of other different names and for no other reason than just to confuse the ever-loving fuck out of everyone. Um, so this has kind of got Spanish money behind it. It's a kind of Spanish zombie British co-production. I, I want to see there was some sort of Italian involvement as well. And it comes at 1974. So, I mean, this is, you know, this is, uh, for all intents and purposes, ahead of things like zombie flesh eaters. It's ahead of things like Dawn of the Dead. It is ahead of its time. To be fair, like wildly ahead of its time. It was a movie that, very much like Zombie Flesh Eaters, for the longest time I wasn't really sold on. I wasn't really that much of a fan of the movie. Over time I've grown to appreciate it more and more. Uh, specifically because I think the cinematography is done really fucking well in this movie. And the score is bellissimo. Um, the soundtrack to this movie is absolutely fucking wonderful and the story is not the greatest story in the world but I I found it more chilling as time has went on I think some of the creature effects they do for the zombies in the movie are surprisingly well um, considering you know a lot of time has passed this movie is almost um, it's almost 50 years old <laughs> which is nuts uh, and it does, I, I, one of these things where I, I always imagine that when these movies are made, no one really expects them to hold up. And when you consider that uh, Spanish horror cinema had already had that wave with the, the, the kind of Blind Dead movies as well, um, it's kind of an extension on top of that, but kind of taken away from the, the idea of Templar mummy nights um, into something completely different. Uh, that's a long way to introduce you to uh, some information as listed on IMDb, which is that the movie is directed by Jorge Grau um, and is written by Sandro Costanenza and Marcello Cosca. The cast itself is uh, Christina Galbo, Ray Lovelock, Arthur Kennedy, Aldo Massam... Massam... <laughs> Aldo, eh, Gregore Tristini, Roberto Posse, Jose Lefanti, eh, Janine Menstri, eh, and some other folk. Holy shit. The synopsis for this one is listed on IMDb as a cop chases two hippies suspected of a series of Manson family-like murders unbeknownst to him. The real culprits are the living dead brought to life with a thirst for human flesh by chemical pesticides being used by area farmers. So, where to begin with this one? I, I, was, I had been toying. I sat down to watch this movie earlier on today because I knew this was the one that I'd won out in the poll. And I believe, and don't quote me on this one, I believe I've covered this one once before on podcasts under the stairs. Um, and it may have been for like one of those 70s runs where we did the top 10 of the 70s and um, the summer teapot's top 10 series so I've spoken about this one before and I've done this as a review in at least one show external from podcast under the stairs but I swear for the life of me I can't remember so if I appeared on your show and spoke about this movie please remind me drop me a, a private message and let me know 
Um, I've covered this one before, and I want to say I've done it in a few places. So when approaching it this time, I've decided that I really want to just double down on the aspects that I think are kind of amazing on this movie. And I want to stress once again, I don't think this is a like, superior zombie movie. I wouldn't say it's top tier zombie movie either. I would say for the time period, it's, you know, it's definitely above average. And I'll give my score away right now. It is a four out of five. But there are certain elements here that I really fucking love about this movie. And the first thing that we should probably sit down and discuss is the score for the movie. Because I think the score is where one of the many reasons why I think the movie itself just, just like kicks ass. Um, And that is the music um, composed by Golino Sorgini. Um, if you can get your hand on the soundtrack for this movie, uh, and I I know it is available out there, I I know you can get the songs individually on YouTube, I don't know if you can get like a full stream on YouTube, but if you can, then you owe it to yourself to check it out, it is fucking awesome, and it plays, it dominates most of the cinematography, most of the scenes in this movie, and adds so much on top of it, adds bouncy quirkiness to it, adds real tension. Um, there are sections of this that were just ripped off and used in other movies. Cannibal Apocalypse, which is the John Saxon action zombie movie, um, which made its way to the video nasty list, uh, does use um, at least one or maybe two musical cues directly from this soundtrack. But it's so well balanced and it sits perfectly in the movie. Now, I think at times, and I may get shot for this, um, the Dawn of the Dead soundtrack it can be overpowering for what you see, even though it's Goblin that did it and it's, you know, a masterclass in how to make a zombie movie. Uh, it really sets the, the kind of tone and benchmarks, all that shit out. But I think that at times it kind of overpowers what you're seeing on the screen. I also think that, and once again I'll get shot for this, uh, if you watch something like Zombie Flesh Eaters, at times I think the Fabio Frizzi score for that is a bit uh, too on the nose and a bit too powerful as well for what you see on the screen. I think where uh, Guiliano Sorgini's score truly is a revelation is how it manages to not obscure what you're seeing on the screen. It's whimsical, it's quirky, it's fun, it's sinister, and it does it all uh, effortlessly on what you're seeing on the screen. And I think there's a true gift to that. It's, it's one of the strongest suits for me, for sure. The next thing we should probably discuss when we're talking about this movie is actually the cast. Um, I think Ray Lovelock is really, really good in this movie. Um, He's not an actor that I really like all that much, if I'm honest. And I think Arthur Kennedy as the the inspector, also great in this movie. The two of those uh, guys play really powerful roles. And when you've got Christina Galbo um, as Edna in this movie... You have like three really interesting characters who, by the way, are just three interesting characters amongst lots of other ones. I don't think, to be honest, that there is like a standout performer here, but I think what you have is a really solid cast, and that really solid cast delivers 
what at times feels like a bit of a clunky script, but overall kind of works in tone with how absurd some of the movie is. And this is this is kind of playing with some of those Romero kind of those vibes. If you look at a movie like The Crazies, for example, and then you look at a movie like The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, they probably are in a similar vein of of they're almost a kind of similar sort of subgenre uh, to do with you know uh, like chemical the effects of uh, chemical pollution on the ground um, and the reanimation of flesh so they, they kind of exist in these uh, in this weird bubble as its own little kind of microcosm of a subgenre on top of that, one of the really interesting things to consider is when the movie came out as well. Like I mentioned earlier on, it exists in this this time before Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead is the movie that, for the most part, is the the kind of the keystone to how we understand zombie movies moving forward. It would be the movie that would be emulated, recreated, and almost be this kind of this bible for for how to construct a zombie movie and how zombies should act. Uh, and that would stay like locked in for the longest time before people would start kind of meddling with that template. Because this movie exists before that, it doesn't really have any anything other than something like a Night of the Living Dead to really play on. And as such, the zombies don't necessarily behave like you would expect to see them. And as a result of that, or consequence of that, this movie kind of lacks the the energy and action and push of a lot of those movies and instead uh, leans back on more kind of subtlety, tone and kind of layers of tension which at times work really well but at other times it's like a bit of an anchor on this movie. Uh, it can feel overly long and I even found watching it today that I felt the movie was dragging its heels in certain bits uh, and then other bits it moves by a whip. You know, it really, really does go past really quick. So you have to kind of, you have to balance those two which at times can be a, a, a kind of difficult thing on a rewatch because when you want to rewatch something it's generally because, you know, you're, you're going to get sucked into the movie and an experience. And at times, in this movie, I can feel things start to meander and move out a little bit. Some of the themes that are really interesting in this movie, out with the obvious kind of man is destroying the planet with her chemicals, um, is there's a, a real interesting push kind of off the back of the 70s, you know, well, off the back of the 60s, sorry, that kind of peace, love, and, and um, uh, you know, uh, kind of hippie, stuff is this idea of the youth versus old which is played with a lot in horror movies about this time um, you only have to look at something like Rosemary's Baby uh, which is out a couple of years before to, to, to kind of get that cemented in but even this idea of the effects of what um, the, the, the kind of elder parts of society the, the ones that start wars but send the youth to fight them these sort of ideas kind of post-Vietnam uh, coming out as well. So this movie kind of, I wouldn't say struggle, struggles with those, but they are certainly at the forefront. Um, there is this real idea that all the old police officers are hunting these young hippies. Um, and that's, you know, that's something, that's something to take on board as well. 
I mean, overall, there isn't really much more I want to say about the movie, to be fair. I think if you've never seen this one before, you need to tick it off your list, get your finger out your ass and go away and check it out. I think it is a worthwhile experience, for sure. I don't think it's top tier. That might get me in a bit of trouble with some listeners, but I, I genuinely don't. I find the the Tombs of the Blind Dead a, a kind of far more entertaining movie than this, but I do understand its importance, and it does kind of weirdly precede movies which are held as being four kind of forerunners to the the genre overall. Where this, I feel should be maybe seen and raised up and appreciated a bit more. Um, but it just doesn't for, for, for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, it's a 4 out of 5. You should totally check this movie out um, wherever you are and whatever its name is, whether it be uh, Let Sleeping Corpses Live or The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. It's a, it's a worthwhile watch. It was great to revisit. I think it's been a good couple of years um, since I actually sat down and, and, and watched this one anyway, if I could only remember the show I recorded it on. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for picking that one, guys. And we will probably do more of these over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Saturday, Saturday episodes might be, I pick a couple of movies, you pick what I'm reviewing, and we'll come back and do them. So keep that in your craw. Right, I'm going to take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 238. This has been a listener choice selection. And we've done a slightly alternative uh, sort of review of The Living Dead at Manchester. More from 1974. There's a multitude of ways to check out this show. As always, wherever you're listening to us right now, make sure you subscribe to the feed and that way you get the shows as and when they drop. And you never miss out of the tons of content we put out there. And while you're at that, subscribe to the Tea Putts Collective. That is everywhere as well and you get an extra show every week if you do that. Why would you not want to do that? It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. So do it. Take seconds. Hit subscribe. Visit our website. It's teaputtscast.com. You can visit um, our merch page, which is tputtscast.bigcartel.com. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputtscast. And if you want to check out the Teaputts Collective on Facebook, the Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash tputtscast. You can reach out and touch myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at tputtscast. Nice and simple. Check us out on FlickChat. That is an application that is free and available for you on Android or iOS. It's called FlickChat. Our John code is TPUTSCAST. And uh, interact with us over there on the message boards we've got for all the subsets and all the stuff we do on the TPUTS Collective. The podcast under the stairs will return to your feeds tomorrow when we do Hide and Go Shriek, disc number 26 in the 88 Thumb Slasher Classic Collection. But until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan Cleish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off. <laughs>